Hello and welcome back to Man Cave Sports Talk with Lemon Wager. We're here for the week of September 19th, 2021. I'm Richard Lemo here with my co-host, Roger Wager. Raj, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm in the man cave, the bro barn. What else do I need? I'm looking at one, two, three, seven screens. Uh, yeah. we're, we're betting on football. We're playing fantasy football, which is no fun. But the big board, the betting big board, like you would see in Vegas at a sports book, is right behind us. Some crazy action in week two of the NFL season. Week one, not without its own surprises. Uh, a great weekend by all accounts to kick off the season. Obviously, your Bills lose late in disappointing fashion. My oh, Browns, as expected. Not, not really disappointing. Uh, well, I, I was telling you all morning, this was a trap game. My Browns also looked great. I, I, I think we were joking before the podcast. They look like the second best team in the NFL last week. Unfortunately, they played the first best team in the NFL. Yeah, that was a tough break. But uh, yeah, Browns look good, but pretty much exactly what you would expect to happen against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just sorry my Bills couldn't help out your Browns and knock off a division foe. Would have been nice, Roger. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, Pittsburgh, that game kind of to me looked like you can't just let a decent team hang around. I don't think Pittsburgh showed me anything. Najee Harris, a rookie. We're going to talk about some other rookies in the league. Very unimpressive. Didn't impress me. Ben, as we've been kind of saying at the beginning of the last two, three, four seasons, doesn't look impressive difference of the game was a block punt and you know a lot about those uh muffed punts yeah, yeah. Uh, from the browns game so uh wild yeah, week Island. one yeah. yep yeah it was good though yeah. um the man cave's been upgraded since the last time we did i'll a tweet pod. some pictures yeah, yeah that would be great can't wait to share this man cave we now have a quad box on the projector which gets us up to like you said one five six seven eight screens in total oh, i missed one yeah there's one up top there it's almost defeated or or taken out the need for NFL red zone because if you've got eight games going simultaneous you don't need it so that's a different way to watch football I'll consider tweeting out a picture I don't want to make anyone feel bad out there Uh, I know a lot of you maybe just have one tv to watch and you know I don't I don't want to make anyone feel less I do than they are okay I spent a lot of money to make (laughs) people feel like less than me all right well then I'll tweet it thank you Uh, So a lot of action on the slate of games for today. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But first, we never start a podcast without cracking a beer. Please put that. Oh, that's exactly what I'm looking for. We've got different beers today. Uh, We'll start with you. What do you got there, Raj? I've got a local flavor here in Southern California from Golden Road Brewing. It's a mango cart. L.A. is famous for those fruit carts hanging around the, the streets. And this encompasses what makes that beer special because we don't just we don't take it out I, I don't drink them all year long it's cut for me it's kind of a football beer. it feels like a football beer you know when you're cracking a beer this early that's uh it. you know you want a refreshing taste time of day uh, yeah time of day it's got a little lower alcohol content i get it i'm not you know a big wuss or whatever but uh, if i know i'm gonna crack 15 beers in a day the first three or four yeah I'd like him to be a little bit lower Let's than the rest. Let's ease into the day. I'm also usually just a little hungover. Bill's hitting. Mafia would be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Go. Well, we're up here in the crow's nest, which, as you know, gives us a little elevated view on the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can jump off of here onto a table. Oh, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. So a lot of fun stuff going on in the NFL. I've also got, before we dive into that NFL action, a different beer today. Maui Brewing Company's Pineapple Mana. It's a wheat beer. Another easy drinker as you kind of ease into the Sunday morning slate of A couple games. of fruits up here That's drinking. It. Just a couple, a couple of fruits. fruity beers. This one's cool. I don't know if you could see the can, Roger. It is, by the way, this one's 5.5%. So this is a man's oh. beer. It's a regular sure, beer. Sure, But the can has almost that kind of old style. Like back in the day, remember Coors were like almost a square the right. kind of boxy look of a can. Well, Maui Brewing it does. Company it's a br- classic look. That. It's island brewed. It's delicious. From the they, island. They used to be tough to find on the mainland. Now you can find them just about anywhere. It's Maui Brewing Company. Please check it out. The Pineapple Mana. But more importantly, what's on the grill today, Lemo? You can't have a Sunday football without that smoker going. Smoker currently going. Hickory wood currently split and crackling in the fire pot. Uh, we've got a beef ribs. couple of different ribs today. We got your beef ribs, beef back ribs. Like. So not the big juicy ones. They're kind of the, uh, the I don't know, the, the, the stepchild of ribs. We're going to make them good. You know, I like a challenge sure. on the smoker. Then we've got your, your classic baby back ribs. Uh, I, in honor of Kansas City beating 
my Browns last week. We're going to do a Kansas City style rib. Uh, Love it. Kind of in memoriam for that game. And just to let that smoker you have is is beautiful. It's not one of those pellet no, we smokers. Don't, we don't no, do no, pellet. Not smokers. that there's anything wrong with that. There's um, a lot. But, there's a lot wrong with it. But. but we, yeah, we take the extra effort. We control the temp. Yes. You know, we we inject. It's we not, rub. It's not setting a button and going. Right. See you later. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. I don't do that. Is that what people with uh, pellets do? Uh, I'm not saying how they talk. I mean, that's exactly how they talk, but I'm not saying that's how they talk. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Let's get so. to some NFL action. So, yes, beers, meat on the smoker, Football. all the stuff that all of you listening at home do on a Sunday, we do that too. We're Sure, we're in a multi-million dollar studio. couple regular guys. Sure, we hit every bet we place. But right. we put our pants on Allegedly. two legs at a time, just like, oh, you guys don't do it two legs at a time. I guess we're not like everybody else. All right, let's to talk some football. Total football show today. Uh, we're going to get to an, into a little bit of hobby stuff, too. So I guess not a total football show, but it'll have a football spin on it. Um, first week of the NFL season, Raj, is in the books. Any surprises? It's like, this, is, this is where your casual sports fan might freak out. We actually kind of did it with our own teams a little bit. but well, For sure. What's the biggest freak out for you week well, one? Well, the biggest freak out is just when week one finishes. Overreaction Monday. Everyone freaks out. You've been waiting... How many months? Six months for football to start. You're anticipating all these great things, and then there's those surprises. So, um, really, what stood out for me was it was a regular, regular ho hum Sunday, ho hum week one. Um, the Bills, where everyone was predicting them uh, as Super Bowl champs, layup Josh Allen MVP. Obviously, let's step that back a little bit. Um, but I'm not, as a Bills fan, throwing away their season because of a loss to a tough Steelers team. Well, and I have a question for you. This in a, unfortunately still in the COVID era, I'll, I'll be honest, the, the last time that we were doing podcasting, I, I was thinking, okay, we got to be coming out of this thing. Not to get overly uh, sad or political or whatever, but we're still in the COVID era. But we have fans back in the stadium. Mm -hmm. First game back with fans, maybe we didn't get the actual best idea of what performance is going to be uh, excitement is kind of at a fever pitch right it's just a different it's it's one thing to have a great atmosphere it's it, another to have a great atmosphere after a year and a half of having no atmosphere it feels like a century since yeah. the fans were in the stadium so uh, maybe that isn't a good i don't know is that a good excuse for the bills maybe yeah sure that that's fine uh i and everyone i think the bills were favored by a touchdown a lot of people were picking the bills to run away with it they're home but the Steelers are a good football team. They, T.J. Watt was disagree. They're not. They're not a good football team. They're a great defense uh, yeah. and a terrible offense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, an offense that went eleven and zero last year to start the season. Now they're aged. Yeah. Now I'd, I'd rather play them at the end of the year when yeah. uh, their health catches up with some of the old bones. On Ben Roethlisberger. Last I remember is the Browns by. beating the living tarnation out yeah, of the end of the playoffs. year. Yeah. I so. mean, and and the Bills beat the Steelers at the end of the year last year. But um, you know, week one. Uh, preseason was limited this year. So yep. the Bills offense got about uh, zero snaps together in the preseason. Uh, Diggs didn't play at all. So the expectations were high and the results were low. But I'm not saying the Bills aren't going to win that division. Let's move to another playoffs. freak out. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about rookies and specifically rookie quarterbacks in just a little bit. But one game that kind of stood out to me, Trevor Lawrence. God, he's so hot. He's, he's beautiful. He's got soft skin. But his jet, how do you know about his skin? Well, you can see with this 4K. That's true. We've got a lot of screens in Luscious the man cave. Luscious blonde locks. For eight screens in the man cave, I thought it was a little weird for you to request that he's on no less than six of them. But uh, <laughs> we we obliged temporarily, and we got to see that soft skin on display. He didn't look great, though. Uh, lost at times three picks, though we offset that with three touchdowns. Losing effort for Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've got a ton of weapons on offense, specifically a wide receiver. They didn't necessarily utilize them in that game. Is it time to freak out on Trevor Lawrence? And I, I don't think so. That When you're a 1-15 football team, there's no Band-Aid to fix that. There's no number one pick that can make you into a Super Bowl contender. So, um, I'm you, not. Do you I, think that they'll improve upon the product by the end of this year, or are we lo looking at a four or five season swing? No, here? I think I think we'll see some improvement. He made some great throws, from what I saw, uh, a couple dimes, uh, a couple touchdowns, which is kind of what you want to see from a guy playing in his first game. So yeah. I'm not overreacting. Again, it's overreaction Monday, and you refuse to overreact. And I will not overreact. I won't take the bait. Okay. 
Uh, that's then since we're not ready to freak out yet, let's keep our eyes on a couple NFL storylines. Maybe in a few weeks we can actually then, go from yeah after fake that freak first out quarter to real freak first out. quarter of the season. Then it's time to start hitting that panic button. Some other things that we look at as we enter a new season, new faces, new places. And we had quite a few of them heading into this NFL season and some fun ones. Let's take a look around the league at some new faces and some new places. Why don't we start with probably the biggest one? We had two quarterbacks essentially swap, do a little wife swap here in the uh, NFL. Matt Stafford. If you'd like to do a wife swap. (laughs) I uh, it's not for me personally. Uh, the beautiful Marin would go up. for that. But, well, uh, obviously, but if, she knew, if she knew the old Roger Wager was on the other end. Oh no. Anyways, <laughs> Matt Stafford, <laughs> he's with the Rams now in LA. Speaking of wife swap, they got his wife wrong on TV. Uh, NBC on the national coverage, they cut to some cute blonde in the in the stands, and they go, and here's Matt Stafford's wife. No, it's some random chick <laughs> watching the game. Not Matt Stafford's wife. A lot of assumptions being made there. That chick in the stands did look good. You know who looked better on the field? Matt Stafford and the Rams. He's finally got a offensive coordinator and an offensive mind that can put together a scheme just for him. Uh, But more importantly, he's got a defense that, and, and I think this is underrated when you're rating a quarterback, time of possession, ball control where the the ball uh, starts for you a field of possession mm-hmm. all of those things are important to a quarterback success but how that comes to light hinges more on the defense than anything that defense is nasty for the rams and matt stafford was able to capitalize on all of the things that they did to help him out what did you think about matt stafford new face new place yeah it's kind of a perfect fit you talked about the defense they were a top defense if not the best last year statistically um and th- their only limitation was throwing the ball down the field, which I know the Rams head coach, Sean McVay, likes to do. Yes, now, he now he can. So uh, I think the sky's the limit for that team. Uh, perfect fit for Matt Stafford. So many weapons yes. all over the field. So I, I expect a playoff performance by the Rams. And the only drawback is that division. Tough yeah, it's division. a tough division. We're going to talk about divisions in just a bit. Um the opposite side of the coin here is poor Jared Goff goes from a Super Bowl contender to potentially the worst team in the NFL in the Detroit Lions. I don't Fall think they're the worst. Grace. Yeah. However, I will say this in a comeback, just short of a comeback effort last week against the 49ers, who by all accounts may be a playoff caliber team when we talk about the division mm-hmm. that the Rams play in. Um, he didn't look terrible. What do you think about him in a new place? Well, it's just... Again, fall from grace. Two years ago, you're in the Super Bowl yeah. uh, with the Rams. Tom and Brady breaks people, though. Southern California. He's living the dream. Yeah. New stadium coming in. He's no Trevor Lawrence, but he's a good-looking guy, dating yeah. a supermodel. He's, he knows yeah. what he's doing. And then shipped off to Detroit. A historically losing franchise. Historically not good-looking women there. You don't find any LA-10s. Out there in Detroit, uh, not as beautiful sunset. Question for you. Mm-hmm. A Detroit 10 mm-hmm. is in L.A. what? You know, I've never been to Detroit. I've, I've lived Just in Chicago, which I've is Midwest. I've walked through the Detroit airport, and let yeah. me tell you, i got a good feel. Yeah, I'd say I'd say 6.7, maybe? I think that's gracious. Is that right? Okay. I think that's gracious. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gracious guy. There are beautiful women all over the world. Yes. But, but L.A. is among the best. Right. Agreed. Detroit, not among the best, but, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not all about looks, Lemo. Okay. It's mostly about looks. <laughs> Will Fuller is another name. No transition there from good looks to Will Fuller. Oh, he's a good-looking guy, I guess. I'm not, not that there's anything wrong I with He's that. no Trevor Lawrence. But. I thought he was suspended for like three games, but then I read that he wasn't playing today because of a personal decision, healthy scratch, but if he's not eligible, I don't know what the hell's going on with Will Fuller. He is a new face in a new place. The big thing about him is... He's supposed to be the guy that kind of gets Will, uh, who gets Tua, I'm not even going to try to get his last name right. Yeah, Tua. Tua, over the hump. They need to get the ball downfield. They've got Jalen Waddle. I think it's Jalen Waddle. They got Waddle from Alabama, who Tua's used to playing with. They've got a couple of other good receivers. But Will Fuller is the guy that gets downfield. Tua How's stinks. This? Yeah, yeah. That, well, uh, and I was going to ask, how does this work out for Will Fuller? But I, I think that is the narrative. Yeah, Tua. Uh, I, I've never been that high on Tua after watching him play just a little bit. I know it's he only played a few games last year. I can't overreact 
Like, but let's like overreact. But but I, I yeah. I um, don't like him. Yeah, Will of- Ferrell, I, I don't think... It, he's a guy who just seems to always be injured uh, or yes. suspended. Good until uh, he's injured or suspended. Right. I mean, again, he can stretch the field and get that 80-yard bomb and get the offense going. But then does he come out for a few plays because he's he's banging. Yeah, so so I, I don't see that putting the Dolphins over the, the top of the AFC East. Unfortunately, we agree, uh, which I hate. I Actually, hate you know what? That was more of a thing I hated to do with Gaynor. With Roger Wager, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like it. We've got more in common. That's true. Uh, okay, so we both agree. Will Fuller, for probably three or four different reasons, not going to work out with the Dolphins. But that's okay. They're a defense first team. That defense looked great against, what did they play, the Patriots last week? Patriots. They lost. But uh, they looked. The defense looks good. They've got a good defensive scheme. They still might be headed to the playoffs. We'll talk about that division in just a little bit. Great, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Gall. I love. I was Kenny. excited about that pick. The damn Lions had one of the better receiving cords. I know. I. I, I know. They've I know, always picked receivers in the first round of the draft. And I know we just said like Matt Stafford didn't have the tools, and now he does. Yeah. That wasn't really necessarily about the wide receivers. It was more about like the scheme and the defense and the other things that we talked about. Matt Patricia and then didn't they work went, out. No. And, and then they went and got rid of all their wide receivers. And one of the beneficiaries was the Giants. They got Kenny Galladay. I'm going to be honest here, Wager. It was one of those things where on paper, I think it works. I think Daniel Jones might be pretty good. Not upper echelon, but maybe a mid-tier quarterback if he can get over the hump this season. And Galladay was one of those guys. Then, fast forward to their last game, Monday, uh, Thursday night football, they're arguing on the sidelines. What the hell's going on with Kenny Galladay and the Giants? So the rumors are he was actually yelling at former Cowboys quarterback Jason Garrett. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Right. So uh, it's no surprise that uh, someone's annoyed with Jason Garrett on the sidelines. Yeah, he's a buffoon. So um, we'll see. I, th- I think that's a little overreaction. Um not much preseason for Kenny Galladay. Yep, he was uh, new quarterback, so it takes time to make the connection. I saw Dimes. I've got Galladay in fantasy. I love okay. Galladay. Uh, eight targets, only three connected. So there's definitely... But, uh, but like you said, they have to develop a rapport. They need to. Um, and then when you got Jason Garrett calling the play, it's just... I mean, well, there's going to be thing. some built-up so, frustrations there. So I think, I think it needs time. I think that's an overreaction. Gaynor and I used to actually talk about this a lot. Head coach versus coordinator. And a lot of times it's defensive coordinator, but let's even talk about it as it pertains to Garrett as an offensive coordinator. I think terrible head coach. Should have never had his job in Dallas as long as he did. Oh, so Yeah, way too long. I'm going to give him a shot as an offensive coordinator. The Dallas offense wasn't, I mean, it wasn't prolific, but it wasn't terrible. Right. I think that the Giants offense has a chance with Jason Garrett calling the play. So I'm okay with that, but he is a buffoon by and large. <laughs> I think the... Giants will rise above that. And I agree with you. I think Kenny Galladay will figure it out. Uh, and Good. Daniel Jones, I think, enters again. I don't think he's firmly planted himself in the mid-tier of quarterbacks. He will this season, though, I think. Agreed. Speaking I, of how offensive do I pronounce, coordinators. How do I pronounce this one? Ju, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Oh, Julio, Julio Jones. Hit the stretch. Who, for a pretty significant amount of time, was probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's on the back end of his career. He finds himself in a new place with the Titans of Tennessee. What do you think about this one? Did not look good last week, but we'll talk about another new face that might be to blame for that in just a moment. What do you think about Julio Jones? Yeah, Julio. Hit the stretch. I just I, I feel bad. Uh, there, there's certain players, not just in football, where when you think of them, they're a great player, but the first thing you think of is injuries. Uh, yeah. I go to Grant Hill, what a great talent. Could have been top four or five best player of all time. I just think ankle surgery. That's all I think about. Wasn't, so, it, wasn't it a knee for Grant Hill? Uh, I'm sure as well. I'm sure that his whole body has uh, basketball repla- talk been with replaced. Lemo and wager. That's not basketball season. So same thing with Julio. I mean, I I remember the Super Bowl. I remember some catches he made, and I don't think anyone can make those catches. He's physically talented. Yeah. Uh, but I I just I I think he's injured every year, and it it overcomes his greatness. So I I don't think he makes a big impact just because I I don't know how much he's going to be on the field. Well, and we're going to talk about this literally right now. But and what is he, 32? The, off- the offensive scheme doesn't necessarily uh, lend itself to his success. And they've got a young receiver in Brown that's just phenomenal. So he's a second look no matter what. Um, here's the deal, though. We've got a big issue in Tennessee. By all accounts, they've been a heartbeat away from the Super Bowl a couple of times. Um, Last couple of years. They've got a pretty... Eh, they've got a... Uh, 
I'm not going to say an upper echelon defense, but a good enough defense, a serviceable defense. Playmaking defense. And perhaps, arguably, but perhaps the best running back in the NFL in Derrick mm-hmm. Henry. However, for one reason or another, Todd Downing is currently their offensive coordinator. Now, wh- wh- the reason I say for some reason is... New face, new place. He's a new face, new place. But a lot of times Twitter gets it wrong. Twitter has been saying for like weeks now that this guy was not going to work out. And the, the first thing that you hate to do is validate a bunch of faceless people on social media. Guess what? All those faceless people on social media totally validated in week one with the performance of the offense for, uh, and the play calling specifically of the Titans, this Todd Downing thing, does this work out? Does he figure it out? They didn't run the ball nearly enough. And when they passed the ball, they weren't, they, they didn't call the right plays for the, for the defense that was on the field. Todd Downing looked lost out there. Not enough play. I'm trying not I'm to reading. overreact. Uh, uh, I think this is a good one, but uh, so I'm, I'm not going to push the panic button just yet. They just have, they have so much talent. It's almost like, how can you not be successful? Yeah. Uh, first game together, maybe in a new scheme, obviously, if it's a new offensive coordinator. You'd hope the guy would come in and look at some of the success that the team's had on offense and tailor the new offense towards that. So we'll see if it's just some minor adjustments. You have Derrick Henry. Right. You have to get Derrick Henry the ball. And Julio but, Jones but, and A.J. Brown. But perhaps more important and for than Ferkser, getting people the ball. Anthony Ferkser. How about you? Who? I like saying that name. Sorry. Go ahead. For Ferkser's sake, <laughs> how about using those weapons when they're not getting the ball? Play action. Yeah. They ran more play action than I think it's almost any team or literally any other team in the NFL last season. And last week they were among the lowest of teams in running the play action. You have to, if Derrick Henry is the biggest threat, you need the defense to think he might be getting the ball. And we're opening up a whole can of worms here and a whole new can of worms because the, the whole NFL is shifting towards the trend of the passing league. Quarterbacks are protected. You can't hit them. Yep. Uh, so why not just air it out 60 times a game? So when, but and when with ha- certain teams, that makes sense for the Cowboys. But when you have out. a guy like Derrick Henry, uh, you don't need to follow the trend. You can, Establish a run, which will open up your pass even more. So Look hopefully, at he what the Titans out. do in a second half because they've worn down the defense because Derrick Henry is impossible to tackle. Yes. You're right. Uh, I almost called you Lemo. Yeah. I'm Lemo. <laughs> You're right, Roger. You're arguing with your brothers too much. Eef, boy. <laughs> all right. So there's all sorts of other new faces, new places. In that game, we're just talking about the Titans. J.J. Watt and the uh, Cardinals looked amazing. Jadeveon Clowney with the Browns. <laughs> just not enough time to cover them all. But uh, some have worked out. We obviously we can revisit this new faces, new places. A lot this year. Yes, we'll look back on it. How about some rookie watch though? And and technically, this is new faces in new places because they're coming into the league for the first time. We have, and this has been kind of a trend in the NFL over the last half decade. But now it's really coming to a fever pitch. Rookies are counted on immediately in the NFL. We've got some good ones. Yeah, obviously one that's not. Uh, they're doing this the right way in Chicago. I can't believe I just said that. They're doing it the right way in Chicago. I, that has not been a hallmark of the It's, it's overreaction Monday. That can't be true. Justin Fields is obviously a new new face in a new place. We'll get to him in just a bit. Let's go over the list of guys that are contributing right away. Mac Jones, Kyle Pitts, Trevor Lawrence, Devonta Smith? Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Kim Basinger? Basinger. <laughs> Bessinger? So if, maybe Twitter can help us out with the pronunciation. Just type your tweet and, and we'll read it the it correct way. At Hangers and Bangers. At Hangers and Bangers. Uh, Mac Jones. We'll Hashtag start with the him. hobby. Okay, Mac Jones. Mac Jones notches a loss in his first game. We talked about Tua, who actually stole a win barely uh, because of the defense, not the offense. But I'd say Mac Jones didn't do anything, didn't do anything spectacularly bad or good. I think that one's going to work out. Raj, tell us a little bit about what you think about Mac Jones. Well, I'm not, I'm not flipping the switch just yet. I, I'm not too excited about Mac Jones. I, again, Alabama quarterback. Uh, think about the talent they have around him at college. Yeah, and uh, it's when you're that much better than your opponent in college, you're going to look pretty good as a quarterback. Now, come into the NFL. But no, where wait a second, Raj. You like Trevor Lawrence? He was surrounded with talent. Right, but uh, there's been a trend of Alabama quarterbacks who are successful winning championships in college. This and then feels come, like some Josh Allen uh, bullshit because oh. Wyoming didn't hey, have anybody. Whoa, whoa. And then, yeah, 
That's no, what it feels Josh like Josh Allen me. works hard. He's gotten better every year. Oh, God. Uh, he's physically gifted. Um, we, we've seen the Mac Jones with a cigar shirt off picture many times before. Hey, Gainer, uh, give the mic back to Roger, please. I thought we got rid of that guy. Let's not compare Mac Jones to Josh Allen ever again. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, not big on Mac Jones. What do you think about Mac I, Jones? I, I'd like to give Lemo. him a chance before I completely say that it's not going to work right. out. I think that he's got less weapons with the Patriots than uh, probably that he had at Alabama, but what most rookie quarterbacks have coming in, I think that he managed the game well, and I'd like to give him a shot. They also don't have a running game there either. Fine. So for having no weapons against a good uh, Dolphins defense, I thought they looked serviceable. Well, and that's not bad for your first game in the NFL ever. All right. Well, you can have your game manager, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look to a more playmaking quarterback. Now, I don't want to freak out, but you know who I actually was disappointed in, and I'm ready to freak out? Kyle Pitts. Highest taken tight end in draft history. Wow. A absolute even, athletic freak. Even over Winslow? Kellen Winslow. Yeah, I guess Brown, he was. Yes, this, yeah, that this was is the six, highest right? ever. Wow. And uh, granted, it, it's a... Uh, that guy was <laughs> a soldier. It's the Falcons. And, uh, you know, they're hot and cold in well, fantasy like anybody else would be. But Kyle Pitts didn't get in the action early. I, I'm, I'm joking. I'm not freaking out on him yet. He is going to work out. He's going to be phenomenal. But... But he's he got Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan thrown to him. It's, it's Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know what that means. So you look at Matt Ryan's statistics, over 4,000 yards, it feels like every single year, 30 touchdowns. Those are good stats, but just it, it doesn't seem like he's ascending. He's on the descent. And, you know, when you see him running for his life and he's not that fast, and yeah. the, these big defensive players are chasing him down pretty quick. They're hitting him. It's not going to be a lot of situations where he's got uh, a wide-open Kyle Pitts. I'm going to still, you, and I agree with you, but even with that in mind, I'm going to put Kyle Pitts in the too-good-to-fail department. Okay, I think he's too-good-to-fail. Too athletic, too fast. Yeah. He looks like just a big a big wide receiver. I, I, I mean, I guess that is what a tight end is, but... In a weird way, it's not. He's not. He's Tony Gonzalez, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, had a tight end look to him. Rod Gronkowski, maybe the greatest tight end of all time, has a tight end look to him. Kyle Pitts does not. He looks like a wide receiver, but he's able to do all the things that a tight end does. And I think that that's going to work out just fine. All right. We disagree again. It feels good. Just, I, th I think it's going to be a long time till he's putting up the stats that we're expecting. Maybe. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, I think that the Falcons are going to be playing from behind a lot, and I think he's going to get some garbage time touchdowns and, and yards and receptions and things like Could that. Be. So how about a guy that's probably not going to get on the field for a little bit thanks to the Red Rifle? Justin Fields in Chicago. He's ready now, but I do think by waiting to give him time to learn an offense and see the speed of the NFL and go through practice, I think that's the responsible thing to do. What do you think about Justin Fields out of the Ohio State? Yeah, he's, I'd say, in the best situation of all the, the rookie quarterbacks as far as the team is concerned. Bears were in the playoffs last year with Mitch Trubisky. So that means he doesn't have to do much when he gets in. Just don't turn the ball over. Get it to your playmakers. Yeah. Make some plays with your legs. Um, so he's in the best situation. But again, for sit your quarterback the first year if you can. Let yes. him get a veteran who he can watch and learn how to be a responsible quarterback. What is the benefit of starting a rookie quarterback? You know you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Ruin him? Yeah. Get him hurt like Joe Burrow? It takes a while to get physically ready for the NFL. Now, I'm not saying, please don't take this as like a, this is very tongue-in-cheek, but like Johnny Manziel, who probably by all accounts was not going to work out Johnny in the NFL. Foots, baby. But did they, ruin his, did they ruin his psyche? By putting him into it, and, and by sure. the way, there's a hundred Johnny Manziel sure. guys that were in the that that were brought in too early. Quarterback is as much mental as it is physical, maybe more mental. By bringing a guy in too early, you can ruin him. Yeah. And I think that they're doing Justin Fields, they're doing justice by him by not throwing him into it. Is there a position that requires more knowledge than the quarterback position? Right. I mean, three three and confidence, confidence, just the speed. There's so much that that has to be adjusted to. If you can sit. A good, a good young quarterback for a year. Mahomes got to do it behind Alex Smith. Yep. Uh, Rodgers did it behind Brett Favre. Brady did it behind Bledsoe. Uh, you just need to, you need to sit your quarterback for 
a year if you can. Yep. Um, injuries happen. I get it, but uh, get a vet. Just sign a sign a vet who is has been in the league, knows how to prepare. Yep. Um, let them see that part of it. Let them watch the speed of the game, and then you're fine. Totally agree with you on that. Um, Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith? Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> I think he is going to be absolutely electric. I love the Jalen Hurts combo. Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts, and again, it's just week one. I guess if you can freak out bad, you can freak out good. I'm freaking out good that this Jalen Hurts thing is going to work out long term. He seems to have the work ethic. He seems to have the intelligence. He seems to have the confidence. And I think the physical attributes to pull this thing off by getting Smith out there, there's a guy that can contribute and make I'm going to ask you who you think of all the rookies will make the biggest impact. Mine, I'll give it away right now, is Smith in Philadelphia. I love watching him play. Yeah, he's he's uh, fun to watch. Obviously a Heisman winner. Yeah. And what's pretty cool this year, we've seen a couple of college combos come into the NFL. Yeah, that's like a trend, yeah. right? That You, you see uh, Jamar, uh, Chase Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Yep. Tua and I, I don't, Waddle, Jalen Waddle. Yep. And now Hurts with... Smith, yeah. D. Smith. We'll yeah. call him D. Smith. Like that. Until we figure out how to pronounce his first name. Uh, so Defl- that, defla- defla- them, Smith. That's, kind of, that's fun. Def- defla- them, Smith. Hey, the... Uh, our oh, yeah, the studio, the million-dollar studio door just opened, and look who walked in. It's Moose in L.A. Moose, welcome. Long-time contributor to the show. Great to have you here, bud. Um, yeah, so biggest impact by the rookies. I know we were just talking about sitting our, our quarterbacks, but... Yep. Um, I think at some point we're going to see Justin Fields. Hopefully he gets maybe five games behind Dalton. Okay. Uh, and that would probably lead to a, a two and three start by the Bears if Andy Dalton's leading the way. But then let Justin Fields come in there, make some plays, hang on to the football. I think he he has the chance with the team around him to make the biggest impact. Devontae Smith is my 1A, my 1B. The guy hey, Moose, that we talk- is, it, is it Devonta or oh, yeah, yeah. Devonta? How do you pronounce his name, Moose? Devonta. Devonta? them. Uh, that didn't sound confident, so De- we're, we're, we're going to... them. We're going to fact check Deflo that. them, Smith. Flavin. Uh, my other, my 1B, that I think is going to contribute immediately and have a big impact, we talked about how cute Trevor Lawrence was. I, I'm going to go with the cute guy. The cute, the cute guy with the long blonde hair and soft skin. God, he's good looking. Man, I, hope, I hope he doesn't get all beat up out there. Rod, you ready to make some predictions? Let's do it. All sorts of predictions are made at the beginning of the season. I think we should try our hand at a few of them. Um, what quarterback is not starting right now? And you might have just given it away, but will <laughs> but will be by the end of the season. You know, I'm I'm gonna die on this horse here, Drew Locke. I think. Whoa! <laughs> I think Teddy Teddy Two Gloves Teddy Bridgewater. He's he tends to find his way off the field every year, and I think my friend Drew Locke is going to come in and ignite that offense even more. And we're going to see uh, a nice little run by the Broncos. I like that. I think Teddy Two Gloves is the guy, and I think it's going to work out. But I like the boldness of the prediction. Uh, I got one for you. Devontae. Devontae. Oh, I had it right from the get-go. Devontae. How so the A, like it's that? the long A at the end. I got a bold one for you. Good luck sorting this one out for me, Raj. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, not <gasps> starting right now, and oh will somehow. I, you know why? Cut it. Cut the feed. Here, <laughs> do I? By the way, yeah. Uh, no. Let me let me I'm start kidding. over. I'm kidding. Do I think he's should be? No, I, I think conceivably now innocent until proven guilty. Innocent. That's how our society works. But could be a sleaze bag. But all that aside, probably a sleaze bag. All that aside, Deshaun Watson. Uh, one of the top sure. seven most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Not not currently, quote-unquote, with the team. I mean, technically, he is on the Houston Texans payroll. Here's what happens late in the season. A playoff team has a quarterback that goes down. They get desperate. And just like we saw with, with Antonio Brown, who also sleaze bag, in Tampa Bay, <laughs> gets signed to a team, and okay. it works out. So he'd have to be traded. Yeah, yeah, they'll work it out. They, they yep. want to trade him. Yep. They're, there's very few trade partners. I think it might be Miami. Don't do that to me. That would Even be... though Flores has said we're a character-driven team and we don't yeah, want that, there's going to be a lot of they pressure. They know two stinks. They have a top four defense in the NFL. They want to be out there. They want to be competing. They may be competing for a playoff spot. 
Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to say uh, specifically it's going to be Miami, but he will be starting. Well, that, and the NFL season. we've heard those rumors, and as a Bills fan, uh, that would put the Dolphins much closer to the top of the AFC East. Yeah. So, um, so I hope that doesn't happen uh, for many reasons. Now, but opposite trend. Okay. Guys that are off the field that are going to get on the field. Guys that are on the field that are going to permanently get off the field. Who's going to retire that is currently active right now before the end of the season? Well, I'll give you two. Well, one guy that's going to retire probably is Aaron Rodgers. I, yep. That guy really, uh, I don't know how to describe it for Ferk's sake. Anthony Ferkser. Um, so I'm going to say Aaron oh, Rodgers. You're giving your answer. Yeah. Can I Look, look at this service yeah. by Moose. Well, Moose is here. Getting beers. Um, Who are you saying? Aaron Rodgers. That guy just, I can't stand him. Uh, I, I, I look back at the NFC Championship game a couple years ago when Packers and Niners uh, were going at it. The, the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl, and it just seemed like he gave up at halftime. They were getting their arses kicked all over the field. Um, and then just all the offseason drama. I should be... Uh, making decisions for our personnel. And, yep. um, I want, who, who did he, Randall Cobb. Like, this is the reason you're not being consulted is because you want Randall Cobb. That's your savior for uh, your wide receiving way, core. If the Houston Texans Yikes. don't want you, that's yeah. probably a bad omen. Yeah, so, get and I, they got whooped by the Saints. That was a big surprise. Uh, putting up three points in a neutral site. Saints that good or Green Bay that bad? Uh, both. I, I, it's, I don't it's think kinda it's... kind of neither, yeah. right? Yeah. Neither yeah. and both? I, I, yeah, mm -hmm. that's a tough one. Packers overrated. Now, you uh, said you had two. Do you have another one? Uh, another one. Not not retired. Oh, okay. But uh, quarterback who's not going to see the field. Wait, don't say it because I think you're going to steal is it, mine. Is it Heineke? Oh, Fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, Fitzpatrick, yeah. I know Fitz Damn is, it, you stole uh, mine. I know when Fitzpatrick's he's hurt right now, but anytime he's the backup, he finds his way back on the Funny. field. Funny. So I I you didn't steal mine. I you, do me a favor, Raj. Text Gainer. Tell him not okay. to freak out when he reads this. Right, Don't freak out. Fitzmagic is my quarterback that will retire at oh, the end of this season. I see what you He's a there. Washington quarterback, and it never ends well for a Washington quarterback. Um, he has seen it all, been around it all, and I think this is where he finally runs out of gas. He didn't look particularly good, and he usually looks good at the beginning of the season, not the end of the season. True. I think he'll come to kind of a breaking point where he realizes he wants to spend time with his family, use that Harvard education. Gainer would not else. want to hear that. He named his cat after Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, that cat's a, pe a fat old tub of lunch. Hey. Well. He's big saying. boned. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> at any rate. A lot of fun little predictions there. Yep. Uh, how about another one for you? Sure. Running back with the most yards at the end of the season. We play fantasy. Fantasy does not always equal reality. It doesn't right. mean you're the best running back so, or at least the best rushing. So rushing yards. So not rushing. receiving yards, nope. not total yards. Nope. Um, well, let's take a look. Um, those, the current leaders are probably, if I'm, if I'm checking the stats, it's probably Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Who, who are the top? Do, do me a favor, Raj. Yeah. Pull it up. Okay. I'm I think you're going to okay. be very surprised to hear who the top rushers after week one. Talk about freaking out. Yeah. Live and full effect. Oh, do you of have course. Them? Of course. The top running backs rushing yards this season yep. are uh, Joe Mixon, David well, Montgomery. Okay. Uh, Eli Mitchell. Who? Melvin Gordon the third. What? And is it Damian Harris? Yep. Those are your top five leading be. rushers. Crunch it again. Yeah, how many rushing yards is Daniel? Well, but, Daniel Jones has two games, but Daniel, yeah, maybe Daniel Jones is in there. I'm Moose, sure he's Moose from the cheap seats over here saying <laughs> yeah. Daniel Jones. But I, I'd like to think Derrick Henry can uh, lead the league in rushing If his again. offensive coordinator can get it together, yeah. I feel like he'll get the most carries. Uh, he's the biggest, strongest, and fastest, so it just makes sense for him to lead the league. Moose from the cheap seats. You you mentioned actually that Twitter was a buzz about the the offensive coordinator for um, the Titans. Titans. Is it just the lack of play action? Because that, that was kind of my takeaway from it. What else was Twitter saying? Because Twitter rarely gets it right, and they got it right on him. But You're on what, the Twitter, right? What's Moose? Twitter saying? We guys should get this guy a mic at some point. Uh, I didn't go into specifics. I'll look that up. General specifics, he says. I think general specifics were he stinks. Just, <laughs> he stinks. I just like to. I think it's lack All right, of, put him in the stinks. It was section. the lack of play action week one. We talked about that already. Can so we get like uh, pictures of their their heads and have a sure. stink section to a 
We might go, vi- we might go video podcast at some point. Ooh. I don't, I don't want to excite too many folks out there, but yeah, we might go video. I've podcast. got a face for radio. Hey, um, I'm going to go with Dalvin cook because he seems to be the easy one. Did you sure. give uh, you, uh, Henry? You, oh, it was King it was Henry. Henry. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm going to go Dalvin cook that offense one. They're going to have to offset that great passing attack with the run at some point. Dalvin cook, as long as he can stay healthy is phenomenal and th- their schedule will lighten up that division stinks. Yeah. That might be the worst division in the NFL. And I think he'll be a beneficiary of it. So I'm going to go cook. Um, what quarterback do you think throws for the most touchdowns? Probably Tom Brady, right? Uh, Josh Allen for sure. Who's that now? That's a, uh, that's a no brainer right there. Uh, we're going to be running four wide every week. We don't run the ball, and uh, I think Josh Allen leads the league in touchdown passes. Funny. I'm going to go with the team that does run the ball quite a bit. Baker Mayfield is going to lead the league in touchdown passes at the end of the season. That Browns offense showed me something. They don't even have their best wide Couple receiver. Couple of homers over here, picking uh, our favorite quarterbacks. Yeah. Higgins hasn't really gotten going. Donovan Peoples-Jones hasn't really gotten Oop. going yet, and those guys are better than average receivers that are going to be at the three and four option. Um, Juice looked really good in week one. Now, granted, they're going to run the ball to him Consistent. a little bit, but yes. So Baker Mayfield has the options. They're going to play a lot. That defense is going to give them a lot of total plays, which I think contributes to it. Another guy that's on our screen, actually three out of our four in the quad box uh, right now is Russell Wilson. There's another guy that's going to throw for a lot. New coordinator. And, and he seems to, to really, yes, yes. The, the Seahawks are a dangerous looking team, but I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. So a couple of homers here yeah. with uh, Josh Allen and Baker, the bakey boy Mayfield. I like it. Those are fun predictions because those guys aren't the favorites to do so. Good. Yeah. It's easy to say Pat Mahomes. Easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, and, and when we get to our Super Bowl predictions, uh, I'll. Well, yeah. before you can predict a Super Bowl, you got to predict a division winner. Let's first look at a couple of divisions. I don't want to look at all of them. That's a long show. We're almost out of time. But the best division. Who's your best division in the NFL? NFC or AFC? Doesn't matter. Yeah, it just looked like the NFC West. They all they all won their games. Uh, now we'll, we'll see as the schedule plays out uh, if anyone had any pancake week one schedule uh, wins. But um, that that defense. I mean, every defense in that division is pretty good uh the offense can score points so i'm gonna go that division seahawks cardinals niners rams yeah you're close it's the afc north um the afc Woo! north with four playoff caliber teams obviously look at the Bengals. holy moly they were world beaters last week no it, it is the nfc west yeah. my, my but i like that yeah, my one b is division. the afc north just to give us a second perspective there uh steelers likely going to the playoffs browns likely going to the playoffs ravens with all their injuries it's going to be tough for them to piece this together but at full strength they're phenomenal uh yeah, well coached teams yeah right and by all accounts, uh, the Bengals do actually seem to be turning the corner. They still need to focus on their lines. Offensive and defensive lines are not good. Um, but but again, last in that division is not saying that they're among the worst in the league. I think that they're going to be an average to an above average team. So I look at the AFC North, very, very good. There are no NFC West. That is the best team or the best division in football. What's the worst division? Man, it's got to be, I think... That North, NFC North. Yeah, NFC North, yes. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, Bears, you know, Andy all Dalton. Dog, all dog shit. Kirk yeah. Cousins, yeah. Uh, Jared Goff. I, I mean, they even, have Rodgers. I can't even but. come up with a counterpoint. <laughs> uh, you know, AFC North was easy to come up with. Uh, but Or, yeah, the AFC North was an easy counterpoint to come up with the NFC West. There is no counterpoint. Yeah. It is the it is the NFC North is by far the worst division in football. They look bad. And if Green Bay is going to play like this uninspired football all season long, as the coach, although the we- uh, has NFC the coach West lost the team, could could be right behind the AFC West. NFC West, uh, Cowboys. I mean the South. What are they? No, they're the East. East. NFC I'm sorry, East. I said West. They're, his, yeah. they're they're typically bad. Typically they, bad. They, no one the had Cowboys, a winning record last year. I think year. the Cowboys are better than the right. uh, Packers, and that's what kind of puts them better than the NFC North. Sure. But yeah, uh, to me, there's no debating. It, it is the worst. Has the Packers clo- coach lost that team? And again, this is a week one freak out. It just shows how important the front office is yes. of an organization. Uh, when the quarterbacks arguing with the, the coaches, I mean, he ran out McCarthy. Uh, Rodgers ran out McCarthy. Um, uh, he, he's told the GM that he doesn't want to play for him because they drafted a, a future quarterback and Jordan Love. So I, I blame the just, owners, but it, there's like 20,000 of them, so I wouldn't know who to blame. It's, it's just a mess. So, uh, yeah, it shows how important the front office is in the NFL. 
Can we talk a little bit about the hobby before we leave for the day? Please. That's all I've, I've been waiting the whole show to talk about. You're a hobby guy. Tell us a little bit about most valuable cards going into the season. And then I think this might be uh, the same people, but I'm not sure who's going to be the most valuable card by the end of the season. So the, the hobby's crazy, especially with the NFL. Um, they came out with a box of Donruss football, a hobby box. So about what's, 150 what's cards. What's a hobby box? You, you get about 150 cards. They guarantee you autos. Um, so it's it's a good... Uh, it's a good purchase uh, if, if you like one, opening packs. Don Russ box. How much does right, it cost? They got the rated Ball, ballpark. What does it cost? Well, uh, to compare it to baseball, um, I got a hobby box for tops uh, paper. About 120 130 bucks. Okay. This Don Russ football box is $425. Now, I know that there's a vary in what you get for autographs, but... Uh, uh, average. What, what's the average auto going to get you back on the oh, resale yeah. market? Oh, uh, yeah. 15 bucks. So oh, so you're losing money on these yeah. boxes. Now, if you get the Why quarterback. Why are people buying them? Exactly. So um, that my point of that is saying the hobby's crazy. It's all about the quarterbacks. So the, the most valuable cards by far are all the quarterbacks. Um, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks. So uh, I think that's what's driving the prices. There's about, you know, we talked about the four, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, What's uh, a Heineke go for? <laughs> oh, we can get you that for a buck. Yes, <laughs> like, I'll take it. If there to is, me, that sounds like a good investment. I mean, he might only have XFL cards at this point. I don't. I don't know. I uh, prefer yeah. an autographed XFL card. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's very doable. So, um, yeah, the most valuable cards are are just the quarterbacks, and right now they're all pretty even because I mean, Trevor Lawrence probably takes takes the top for this year's class. What about Tom Brady? He's the old head. Of course. So classically, uh, you're going to look at Brady and Mahomes. Those are yeah. the those are the top two most expensive cards. Now it's too late. Great. It's I, too late to get those because well, you're going to spend that. thousands to get it, and maybe they'll continue to go up. But in, in our last episode, we we talked about how a Russell Westbrook card was worth mm. as much as three guys I'd literally never even yeah. heard of before. Right. So I like that a familiar, and I'm not, again, I'm not the hobby guy. I'm the idiot when it comes to the collecting. Sure. And me too, but but yes, but I'm a, a more experienced idiot. But I like, I like that you can get kind of a name you recognize that actually has earned his value, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and those will probably be valuable forever. But so, so that's the thing. When you look back at the quarterback classes, yeah, only one typically comes out of each class. That's okay. that's pretty successful. Go back to Mahomes in seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Josh Allen, two thousand nineteen. And we're talking hobby prices here. I heard a laugh from from the peanut gallery. Yeah, uh, we're talking Moose hobby from price. the cheap seats. Kyler Murray in nineteen, and then last year it's still too early. Uh, we've Burrow and it's and, too early and Herbert are leading the way. Uh, so we'll who's see. the most valuable card at the end of the season? I think Justin Fields. Ooh, I like that. Just okay. because it, it's all about hype and it's and um, performance. So um, they're on a team that could make the playoffs. Um, he could be a savior for a great sports city. Chicago's a great sports city, so they're passionate. Um, uh, yeah, so I think I think Justin Fields could play well, and um, with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, that could get ugly. Okay, yeah. you ready to make a couple more predictions Let's before we it. head home for the day? Let's do it. AFC Championship prediction. Who do you got in the AFC Championship? Okay, so I'll I'll say this quickly. I don't like doing. It's easy to say, okay, Chiefs and Bucks again. I don't do that. So obviously they're the favorites. Okay, I could say Chiefs and Bucks, and that would be uh, a good prediction that I don't have to go back on. My prediction for AFC, uh, my dark horse was the Colts. It didn't look great, but I'm not overreacting. Colts. Moose, can two divisional opponents face each other in the, AF, uh, in the AFC or NFC championship? Uh, yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. He's, he's the NFL AFC. So who did you have in the AFC championship? Uh, who versus who? You, well, you, obviously Colts the Colts. Bills. Colts, Bills. I'm going to go a replay of week one. Browns, Chiefs. Great. Who do you got in the NFC Championship game? Again, my dark horse. I don't know how dark this one is, like the Colts, but Rams. I like that Stafford. Yep. Who are they defense. playing? Colts. Rams, Colts. Well, okay. Who are they playing in the <laughs> NFC Championship? Oh, and the They're NFC not going to let the Colts play in the AFC well, and Well, NFC if they lose to the Bills, maybe they get another chance in the <laughs> NFC. I don't know. Uh, that's tough. I'll go, I'll go Bucks. Okay. I'm going to go AFC Championship. I already said we got a preview mm -hmm. of week one. Browns and Chiefs. NFC, I asked about the divisional opponent. 
Rams, Cardinals. I like it. And I got the Cardinals in the Super Bowl Whoa. against the Chiefs. Browns okay. losing the AFC Championship. I can more totally red. Get it. I, I'm just tired of all the red in the Super red Bowl. Red on red crime. Yep. Uh, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Colts and who? I guess Rams, Colts. And who wins? Oh, this we'll is go, it. We'll go Rams. Big prediction time. Rams. Rams win it all. I'm going to say the Chiefs win it all. Oh, yeah. It's boring. Yeah, it's but easy it's, to say. It's a smart pick. They're going to be around for a while. I will yeah. say the and, – and, and by the way, my pick on the Cardinals – I hate to say it. Totally influenced by week one sure. and a freak That's out okay. against the Titans. That's okay. Maybe I'll the Titans it. will be shitty, and what we've learned about the uh, cards is nothing. But they threw a lot of money this offseason yeah. at that team, and boy, does it seem to have paid off. It's Kyler Murray together. is for real, for sure, and now he's got a bunch of weapons, and that defense looked good. So I am going to go Cardinals. Chandler Jones, five sacks. Yeah, that was incredible. I am going to go Cardinals, Chiefs, but the, the Chiefs learned from last year's loss and they figure it out. They're going to be just fine. They got a great offensive line and uh, they're going to protect their prized possession. Let's there. revisit week eight. Love it. All right. All right, folks. That was another episode of Man Cave Sports Talk. You can find us on social media. Realistically, just reach out to Roger Wager at, at Hangers and, and bangers, bangers, baby. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MC Sports Talk. We're going to be back next week. I can't wait to look at week three after the Browns just absolutely beat the hell out of the uh, the Houston Texans. That's our pick yeah. for the week. Minus Roger 13. and Lemo's lock of the week is minus 13, minus 13 and a half. Lock it in. Do it. Great episode, bud. Great yep. to have fun see with you. See you next week. We'll see you next week.